Worldview Update, bringing you closer to international news. In the UK, another political storm has broken over the issue of immigration and the number of people being allowed to live in that country. Official figures show that the annual net migration rate reached a record high of over 600,000 people last year. Uh, That's despite promises from the governing Conservative Party (coughs) to bring down the number of people arriving in the UK. Musum Dunge is a political analyst and PhD candidate at the University of Dundee. Musa, good morning. Thanks for your time. Good morning, Stephen, and good morning to the listeners. For very complicated reasons, this is such a hot-button issue in the UK. Basically, the British government confirming it can't keep its own promises. Indeed. I mean, the Conservative government have been making these promises since 2010. You know, um, Dave, former Prime Minister David Cameron, you know, promised to bring net migration below 100,000 in 2010. And fundamentally, it is one of the core reasons he was elected in 2010. And, you know, Conservative governments have done this all the way to, you know, Boris Johnson, including Liz Truss, as well as Rishi Sunak. And it's not, it's, it's interesting that, you know, Rishi Sunak has not put a number in terms of what would be the right level of net migration, probably because he knows that it will be very difficult for them to achieve it. Remember that 2016 Brexit happened, and that saw an inf- uh, you know a lot of EU citizens leave the United Kingdom, and so from an economic perspective, you know that kind of of immigration has impacted the UK's economy. We see the levels of inflation are quite high, and so you have this debate between the Home Office as well as the the Treasury, where the Treasury is arguing the, the fact that actually, you know, we, we are benefiting from, from this net migration because in the UK, for certain industries and sectors, they are allowed to pay, you know, foreign workers 20% less than they would British workers. And this is believed to help them in the long run in bringing down that inflation. So it's quite a complex issue, um, not only for the Conservatives, but for the United Kingdom as a whole, because there are huge vacancies in healthcare, in social care, in hospitality. And it's about a balancing act that unfortunately the Conservatives haven't struck. I mean, in a way, I, I mean, it's famous, a famous claim in Britain that, you know, the National Health Service there wouldn't be able to run without foreign nationals, wouldn't be able to run without South African nurses, for example. Um, and, and this is one of these classic cases that you see in democracies like the UK. People are having a debate mm. about the national identity. They want to see themselves as yes. British or English. And practically and economically, that makes no yes. sense. Uh, I mean, that makes no sense. It actually makes their lives worse. Indeed, indeed, um, Stephen. I mean, if you think of Germany, let's take Germany for an example here. Germany is struggling right now to attract talent in that country that it really needs. And that is why it is battered and bruised in terms of its economy. It is no longer, you know, the center of, 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 of EU economic growth. And part of the reason is it hasn't been able to attract the right skills in that country. Where we see things going right is countries like Canada, countries like Australia. And so you're quite right when you speak about this idea of what is a British identity. And it goes back even in previous interviews that I've had with you on this idea 
idea of how did Britain tr want to, you know, reposition itself post-2016 Brexit. They speak of this idea of a global Britain. Well, part of that is, is dealing with issues around migration, understanding that in your current talent pool in the United Kingdom, you just don't have enough of the skills and you need to ensure that you attract the right talent. And, you know, the Conservative government have been complaining about migration, but it's really been in, in its ambit of influence and it has done nothing to ensure that it is strategic in how it attracts the right talent and at the same time ensure that the public service can deal with an influx of, of people, you know, and this is not just a, a debate for the United Kingdom. We too in South Africa face our own conversation and debate around dealing with issues around migration, right? And so, as you said, it is a complex issues that democracies as a whole are dealing with. But let's also remember, Stephen, that, you know, particularly in 2022, what, what really saw that, what really increased the influence of, of, of migrants into the United Kingdom was, you know, the, the Russia invasion in, in the Ukraine, which saw an influx of Ukrainians coming to the UK, as well as what is happening in terms of Hong Kong, that visa scheme that the United Kingdom has extended to the people of Hong Kong due to the challenges happening there in terms of, of China's crackdown on, on Hong Kong's so-called, you could say, independence as it were, right, currently until 2020. 2049, when then it must be fully integrated into China. So, you know, th th there needs to be an honesty among the British government in terms of the fact that they are the ones who fundamentally failed to bring down the issue of, of, of migration. At the same time, you know, understanding that, you know, for example, foreign students through bringing dependents are actually bring a lot of money, all right, that is being spent in the British economy. And so how does Britain ensure that it doesn't lose its competitive edge you know, as really a prime destination for talent, but at the same time is able to support its public service because you have to think of issues around housing. You know, you have to think about healthcare and other, uh, you know, public services that are provided by the state. So it really is a tricky situation, but the Conservative government have failed on all fronts. Muslim Dungat, thank you. Really appreciate the time. Political analyst, PhD candidate at the University of Dundee in the UK.